yeah, we have a little technical difficulty for the first few minutes of this uh, podcast, so just if there's some static, it goes away. Sorry. Welcome to the Horror Base Tennessee Horror News Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnny Leroy. We got a local horror expert, the myth, the legend, the But, uh, hey guys, we got a good podcast for you today. We got a guest. Yes, we do. So, away we go. <laughs> Alright, and today on the podcast, we have Amanda Wiss with us. Uh, Amanda, it's great to have you on. Thank you so much for doing this interview with us. How are you today? I'm well, and thank you for having me. I'm oh, excited. Oh, yeah. We, 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 so, I guess we'll get started with, you know, a nightmare on Elm Street. I, is, okay. Is that what a lot of people ask you about? Like, well, it is. It is the one people because I think, uh, even though I've done, you know, many, many, many other films, that that and a few others that are non-horror films are the ones that, for whatever reason, have resonated. But I do have a new movie out now that's starting to, that's really making people you know, step back and um, think. So hopefully, you know, the, it'll catch on. But yes, people are, are very fascinated by and moved by Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, because I guess in the horror community, like Nightmare on Elm Street really hit, you know, at the top of the mark for yeah. that kind of film. And I think so. And we'll get to your new movie, but I just want one question is... The first time you seen Freddy Krueger, right? The first time was it hidden from you, like, or did they like keep keep it away, just so, so no. you guys were surprised or? No, because for a couple reasons. One, um, you know, we were there was a makeup room that we were all being made up in. Oh, so okay. He would be the makeup being applied, and secondly, for the most part. You know, I mean, there's there's a school of thought. There are some actors that want, you know, don't don't let me see it. I want to be surprised. But really, that's baloney because when you're filming, you have to do many, many, many takes yeah. of a scene. Yeah. So as in a, the words of a very famous actor once said to a young actress, not me, who was like, <laughs> I don't I don't want to see your makeup. I want to be surprised. And he said. What are you going to do for take two, my dear? Because the truth uh, is, you can go and try to be surprised by something, but you're still going to have to use your imagination and your skill set to keep recreating it over many takes. So, for the most part, you know, you're as an actor or a trained actor anyway, you're hired to create the feeling that it's the first time you've seen it and try to share that with the audience so that the audience can also feel it. So I think that, um, but anyway, we watched him get made up, and it was fascinating watching the makeup team put together. I mean, Robert spent many hours at a time, many hours um, to apply his makeup. It was it was tedious and took a long time. And but it, while that was happening, the rest of us, um, the other four, the kids would sit there and he would just tell fantastic stories. He's a great raconteur and 
uh, and he'd done so many interesting plays and done, you know, great movies before uh, Nightmare. And so it was, he always had really fun tales to tell and was, was then and is now, as everybody will attest, he's, he's really fun to listen to on a panel or in an interview. He, he's just a great storyteller. Oh yeah, um, I imagine we. Uh, I watched with my wife the was it the documentary? Uh, what was that documentary? It was for all the Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh right, Never Sleep Again. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one was really fascinating, and yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't really. I don't know. I guess I just didn't really think about it too much, but I didn't realize that Freddy Krueger was a child molester. <laughs> Right. In the original film, it was not like they kind of skipped around that, right? Yes. And as for really kind of interesting storytelling, it was implied you could sort of uh, impose your own fear and thoughts on his background. Um, So... Uh, but I learned a lot about the franchise watching that documentary. I've still only seen the first disc, but um, you know, it, just, it was fantastic to hear all the other actors and writers and directors, crew, and designers talking about their experiences while making one or all of the Nightmare movies. And so I, I found that as enlightening as you know. Uh, somebody who wasn't in the film. It was really interesting to hear everybody's um, experience. I, I didn't check that out then. And then the one thing also, was you in the rotating room? You was, right? Yes. How, I bet that was crazy. It was. It was really, um, I oh, mean, yeah. I said it was, it was very exciting. Um, it was challenging to do, mostly just because I, I got a, I got a, I and anybody else that was in the room, you know, you just ended up getting a bit of vertigo or discombobulated. And, yeah. Um, so that made it challenging, but it, overall, I mean, it was a really exciting kind of uh, technique we were using, which was based on an old movie, um, Leave It to American in Paris, and where the room rotates, and I was always on the floor, but uh, moved as if I was being dragged, and... Uh, you know, tried to create that tension, and uh, you know, it was it was you know challenging, but fun at the same time. Yeah, and then there's one more thing I want to touch on for Nightmare on the Street, and then we'll go on. But uh, <clears throat> the body bag scene, how uh, uncomfortable yeah. was that? It was very. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a real body bag with some little pinholes poked in it, and it was yeah, that'd be freaky. definitely. Freaky, and there was not a zipper inside. It wasn't a, it wasn't a film body bag. It was the real deal. Oh. So it was, it was definitely, I was like, um. And you're giving your trust over. Like, All right, is this thing yeah. Get me out of this damn. You're thing. handing the trust over. It's just like, yeah, I, you got little yeah, pinholes, but, but I can't rip this bag open. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and I didn't actually feel very trusting. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Like but, my whole fear is like enclosed spaces. Oh. You like, you know, like, that would have been, I'd, I'd, hey, yeah. I don't want to be a part of this no more. I'm done. <laughs> I'd, had to have a, I'd had to carry a knife with me on the inside of the bag. There's no way. 
Like yeah. I'd have to been able to cut my way out of it if I needed to. Have a pocket. And anybody else that's standing next to it is getting cut. <laughs> that is a good idea. I wish I thought of it. <laughs> yeah, Put a knife in your pocket. Okay. All right, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> that is hilarious. Wow, that was good. I did not think of that. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Well, I got a real fear of it, so I'm thinking of all kinds of stuff. <laughs> But, um, That's funny. Yeah, there, that was it. Was definitely a lot of fun and challenging things to do. It was, it was definitely interesting. <laughs> All right. So your new movie that's coming out. Uh, you want to talk about that some? I do. Uh, well, let's see. I was going to touch on. Um, there's a short that's out right now called it's a immersive virtual reality short horror film called 360 Degrees of Hell, starring me and a lovely and incredibly talented young actress named Lauren Compton and it's very scary, very fun and we're hoping to do a few more Um, it takes place in a real haunted hotel attraction uh, place that with uh, that was incredibly scary to film in and um, I've never done virtual reality before so that was super exciting and I really want people to go Check it out. You can see it on YouTube 360, on Google, and on Samsung. If you go to their virtual reality, uh, type in, um, well, if you just type in 360 degrees of hell virtual reality, um, it'll come up on the three sites that you can watch it on, and um, fantastic. And then I have another horror short that's on Vimeo called October 23rd that has won a bunch of awards, um, including my health winning. Um, it's very scary, very well done. So for horror fans that want a quick fix, they're both uh, 10 minutes or under and really, really well done and fun. And then um, the uh, the movie that I have that just came out on Blu-ray um, is called The Id, uh, which is from, you know, called, like, The Id, The Ego, and The Super Ego. It's called The Id, and I play Meredith. Um, and... It's about a woman, me, who is basically a recluse in a house with her ailing father, and she's the caretaker. And um, it's very, uh, it's a psychological thriller. It's very raw. It's very scary. And uh, in the course of exploring the relationship and an old boyfriend from the past, um, mayhem starts to ensue, and it's been very well received up to this point, and uh, we're getting really good reviews. And I really want people to see it. It's it's good. It's a really good, uh, creepy, scary psychological thriller, and it's it's not fast paced. It's a slow burn, but it's totally worth it. It's it's. I, I, you will like it. <laughs> so, just to be clear, where can people see that one again? The right Id. now, yeah, the id. Right now, you can buy it in Blu-ray, Blu-ray on Amazon, or you can rent it hard disk. You know, the hard DVD, not the streaming. You can yeah. rent it uh, from Netflix. Streaming, I believe, starts in a month or two, but the, the DVD was just released last week, so. You can buy it on Amazon or rent it from Netflix. And then uh, 
within a couple months, and I'm not sure what the date is, it will be streaming, which obviously will be more convenient, but if people want to see it now. And, and a lot of people are purchasing it and renting it from Netflix. I think there might be a little bit of a wait on Netflix, but um, uh, people are are trying to watch it. And it's been so happy. I'm, I'm really proud of it and excited for people to um, be scared witless watching it. <laughs> you said Netflix. You uh, ran it on Netflix. Is that what you said? Yes. I, Wait. How do you rent it on Netflix? <laughs> okay, on Netflix, okay, Netflix has two ways you can watch movies. You can oh, stream them yeah. or you can rent an actual DVD. Duh. Oh, um, man. Oh, I feel like an idiot right now. <laughs> I feel like a total idiot right now. Me, me and Johnny. Me you know, Johnny like, because I don't so get the DVDs delivered anymore. I feel like I a so true so idiot so right now. Like, duh. Yeah. No, don't. No, no, don't. <laughs> so, right now, those are the only two. It hasn't started streaming yet and it probably won't stream <laughs> probably you know what i don't know the date i don't know when it'll start but um but it's available for purchase on amazon or renting hard disk if you have that service yeah uh, I, I forgot netflix even did that me and johnny, are sitting, me and johnny were sitting here looking at each yeah, other like, like i was just, you rent something on netflix <laughs> and i used to have that service i feel like such an idiot like Goodness gracious. No, I know what they still do it, which in a way is kind of nice because I think some people like that experience of actually and there's a, there's quite a few things that Netflix doesn't stream. Exactly is what I was just thinking. They don't stream everything, so it'd be nice yeah. to get some things that they don't. Yeah. So and but again this will be streaming eventually, but not now. So I hope that you guys are able to see it at some point because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm so excited for it. At least we didn't ask if you can get it at Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the three sixty degrees of hell we have seen. Yeah. Luckily I what have What do you a, think? I I, I haven't have, seen it yet in VR. I've only seen it in three sixty, so tell me what you guys think. It's it's, I didn't watch it in, with a headphone home like Johnny did. I just had it just going on the speaker of my phone. But yeah. I thought it was awesome, Ben. just like you're standing in the hunt with y'all. You really need to be sitting in a chair, that a roll, a chair, like a swivel chair. Ooh. Because honestly, like, okay. so that you're not standing up, because you have to stand up and like turn around and move. And what I found with VR, like on with the headset, with your phone or whatever... You should sit in a swivel chair if you ever watch it so that you can turn all the way around and spin so that you can catch everything. Very good information. I like that. I'm going to try to watch it like that when I get a VR headset. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, it it is good. VR is wild to begin with. Yeah. It is just that new format that's going to, I mean, video games are taking it up, so it it probably, in movies, it's going to take off eventually. Yes, I don't even I know so. what capacity, th- but it will. I know, like I, I think we're one of the, one of the first. I don't mean to misquote my anybody. Uh, narrative horror virtual reality shorts. There's been a lot of horror done, but not necessarily narrative with a story and dialogue. And um, so I'm excited about that, and I hope that we get to keep, you know, making them and um, delving more into that world because it's. It's really interesting. It was a it was a fun new technology to work with, and you know I'm pretty happy with how it came out. 
Oh yeah, I <clears throat> I enjoyed. It. I thought it's a you know it had to be a, a weird. Was it kind of weird filming filming it like that because it was just a stand. Uh, the camera just stood there, didn't it? Yes, but that's how VR is. I mean, as far as I'm aware, I mean, I'm sure they're working on different technology, but there's the camera. Basically, there's the, the four cameras there together on this tripod type stand in the center of the room with a fisheye lens. So every single thing in any room is always on camera. Um, so the camera never moves. I, I mean, I imagine at some point they'll move the cameras, you know, more. But this, yes, the camera was just stationary in the center of each room. Then you come in and you almost do it like a play. Very interesting. It's super it'd be, interesting. It'd be cool if they can, you know, um, you know, as long as you're wearing headphones, it would work. But uh, have, like, one of the actors come up behind the camera. And, you know, if you're not looking that way, you just hear someone, like, talk. And it feels like oh, yeah. you turn around and someone's right on you. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, yeah. See, so that, that's it's, the whole thing about the swivel chair because you're always, like, looking. Like, yeah. at least I am when I do yeah. VR. I've watched a few videos, not many, but... I'm always just look, right. looking around like, is somebody, where, where, where does it come from? <laughs> so it's just a different format. It's it's, it's yeah. wild. It is wild. It's very interesting. And, uh, um, yeah, so like I said, I, I hope people keep watching it. it that'll be fun. And then, uh, um, what was I going to say? I, oh, I was going to say to the viewers or, you know, the listeners, um, the id was directed by Tommy Hudson, who produced Never Sleep Again, the documentary about Elm Street. So it's kind of a, an interesting connection. Um, and it, it was his first time directing a, you know, a feature film, and he did a great job. And um, that's the other reason, you know, get all the nightmare fans out there to support him. Uh, and Daniel yeah. Ferrand produced it, who's produced quite a few, you know, interesting horror films. And... Uh, so it was a, you know, it was a good group of people. And Sean Stewart, who wrote it, is a wonderful writer. <clears throat> Real quick, I also want to ask before you have to go. Um, okay. Are, I saw on your IMDb you was doing a movie, Alice, The Hatred. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that uh, was originally come from a, a short film, Hush, right? Yes. And then there was another feature film that, had that title so they yeah. changed it to the hatred and now it's alice the hatred um um i just have a, a very tiny cameo in that movie um i'm friends with the director lovely man michael kehoe and um the script is fantastic it was very serious a paranormal ghost story that is it just reads the script read like a very well done scary novel so it's very exciting um uh so i'm excited to see it i i can't wait to see what they did with it yeah we uh actually the only two interviews we got like for like email interviews is michael and you yeah that's just kind of crazy (laughs) oh really yeah we got an interview with michael on there too but we hadn't had him on the podcast yet oh Um, yeah he's he's such a nice guy. He's, a, he's just a gentleman and really wants to create. He always wants to be creating something and writing something. And he likes to help young filmmakers and um, 
he's an all-around, you know, uh, cool guy. And I, I, so I hope that um, the hatred is as successful as the short film was. I mean, the short film was very yeah. successful. Mm. So, you know, really my well fingers done. are crossed for him. It's really well done. I love the short film. Yeah, yeah it was scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the feature to come out. So he yeah. uh, he he emailed us not too long ago talking about uh, getting. I think he's wanting to get on the podcast with us. So hopefully. Oh yeah. Oh, oh I hope you guys do sit down. I know that right now he's out of the country yeah. working, yeah. but yeah, that's um, cool. yeah, he's he's an interesting. He's had a really interesting life and career, and he's done all kinds of. You know, he's a. I I really like him. I I enjoy him a lot. Yeah, he uh, he definitely was very nice to us when we talked to him. Every time we do talk to him. Yeah, he is a really nice guy. Kind of like Amanda Woods. Oh, that's nice. She's a really Aww. nice person too. It's <laughs> really nice. <laughs> well, he he's sweet. It's a, it's, a, it's a mutual uh, friendship of, of regard. It's high regard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess you uh, got to be getting going here soon. So, uh, or you got more what? time. I, you know what, I need to get going, but I wanted to tell you that I'm so thrilled that you wanted to speak with me, and I'm so glad we had this opportunity, and did you have any other questions you wanted to ask me before I go? Well, just, uh... Hopefully yeah. one day we can see you at a horror convention. <laughs> um, you, you wouldn't I happen to be uh, coming to uh, Walker Stalker Con in June, would you? <laughs> You know what? I haven't. I I went to a couple Walker Stalker cons, but I haven't been invited lately. Um, so. Well, damn it! I'm gonna have to talk to them when I'll I get, get there. Well, hopefully, I'll get invited back to Tennessee sometime soon. Yeah. Um, I could always talk would, to Ben Dixon with uh, Full Moon and see if he can get you. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I, well, I look forward to seeing everybody down there. <laughs> yeah. And then we could do a video podcast with you. There you go. That'd be nice. Well, thank you so much. Uh, super honored to be able to have you on the podcast with us. Aww. For sure, yes. My pleasure. You guys are just lovely, and thank you for having me, and I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday. Oh, you too. Thank and you. Have a good evening. We'll, okay. we'll definitely keep in you touch. Too. Sounds good. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, you guys. All right, guys. That was the amazing Amanda Wiss. Such a nice person to talk to. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we hope to be able to bring you more content like this. If you like this content, let us know. Definitely. Like, do you want us to do more interviews with you know some people, or do you want to hear us talk? Which you probably don't, especially Jim Jam. Who wants to fucking hear him talk? But no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Jim Jam. Always be an asshole. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but that was that was a great interview and very nice woman. Very super duper. Go behind the scenes.